Praise the Lord and welcome to New Life. We're so glad that you're here and uh, that you can join with us from wherever you are at, if it's overseas or here in the homeland or uh, wherever you might be, we are glad that you're joining us today. Um, and everybody here at New Life sends you greetings. If you live in the tri-state area here, um, where New Life is located, we encourage you to come and actually come for the service. And uh, because you will definitely be blessed. I got plenty of seats here for you to be able to find a place in our church. And so um, I don't think they're going to come down front and sit with you, Hal. But, but, but if we run out of room, yeah, they could do that. But um, Hal loves the front row. And he's always trying to get everybody to sit with him because he enjoys it. So praise the Lord. God is good. Amen. God is good, amen? All the time? <laughs> all right, that's the one time I say it, and she misses it altogether. I got somebody in the church who loves when I say that, and they have to say it, and if I don't say the other part, then they get disappointed. And then I go ahead and do it, and they're going, huh? <laughs> Praise the Lord. <clears throat> we are on part three of our Christian Living series how to stifle rotten thinking. And today we're going to be talking about this. How to stifle rotten thinking is, Carol, it is to live, to live is Christ. She, she likes me to tell her that because then she knows where we're at. And we're going to be looking at Philippians 1, 19 through 26 today. And um, let's look at the word here. Philippians chapter 1 starting in verse 19. For I know that through your prayers and the help of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, that's the Holy Spirit, this will turn out for my deliverance, as it is my eager expectation and hope that I will not be at all ashamed, but with full courage, now as always, Christ will be honored in my body whether by life or by death. you got to remember, this is a prison book. Paul wrote this in prison, and so far we're finding out that Paul is not down at all. Right? He is, he is upbeat. He is trying to encourage us. Now, if anybody needed encouragement, it should have been Paul, but no, he's encouraging us, and he says these words to us. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, you're just amazing. Lord, you could take somebody like Paul, who all his adult life, as soon as he was saved, he just dedicated to you. And, and, and Lord, he was happy to go into captivity if it was to further the gospel message. Lord, thank you for the encouragement he gives us from this book. He wasn't looking to his own need. As we find today that he was conflicted either to stay here on earth and continue to preach or to be there with you, Jesus. Lord, so many times we want to be there with you as well. But while we are here, help us to occupy 
Help us, Lord, to spread your word. Help us to be an encouragement to others. We praise you and thank you in Jesus' precious name. And I thank you, Lord, that you helped me to hide behind the cross today to, so you only shine, Jesus. Thank you for your anointing. Again, in Jesus' name, amen. We, we read this here, and the thought came to me when we're talking about how to stifle our rotten thinking. You see, the reason why so many need to be helped by psychiatrists and psychologists today and counselors today because they have rotten thinking in their head. Uh, we've been set up for it by our culture. We've been set up for it by our educational institutions. Oh, we got such a dilemma in our public schools. I remember going to school when I was a kid years and years and, well, I don't know, a long time ago. We didn't have depressed kids around us. We didn't have the suicides going on. Even when I went to high school. Oh, some kids would turn to drugs because that's just who they were. Some kids thought it was cool to drink. Uh, well, that's who they thought they needed to be, to be cool. And a lot of us said, no way. But the culture started in the 60s. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And we wonder why we went downhill. Then we took the Bible out of school, took prayer out of school. Next thing you know, we're killing our babies. Sorry, Facebook, but that was the way we did it. And instead of burning our babies on a, in the fire like they did in the ancient times, we burned our children in the womb to get rid of them because they were inconvenient. And so we sacrificed to the gods, just like they did in ancient times. I, I, it's beyond me. I've got to look at the men of our church. How could the men back in ancient times even think that was a good idea to take their own children and sacrifice them on the fire. And how a mother could take their own children and take them and sacrifice their children on the fire. And yet we have a culture today that is a culture of death. You know what separated us from the Soviet Union? We believed in life and they believed in death. You know what the Muslims say about Israel and the United States? The problem with them is they believe in life and we could care less if we die. They live to be martyrs. We live to live. Because our God says, for me is to live as Christ and to die as gain, and I, I, I'm, I'm going to live for God to the fullest. And I know this might get Facebook, and they'll change my algorithms again. They've done it to me before, but this is my fact book, my fact-checking book, and that's just the fact of history. And if you don't understand it, go check check out ancient history and the sacrifices that the pagans made back in the day. You'll be amazed, Facebook checkers. It'll make you sad. 
See, if we don't learn from history, we are bound to repeat it, and we have done it in our own culture because we took Bible and we took God out of the public square, and all of a sudden, we, we, we are amazed that these things came back into the culture. This is why we need to get rid of our rotten thinking. Right? Come on, I could have said stinking thinking, but you know what? It goes beyond just stinking. It's rotten. So I asked myself so that we can get back into the text here. That's the, that's the problem. We live in this culture right now, and then we got cancel culture. My word. Go on. Just go online. I don't care where you go. You just go online, right? You say something innocent, and all of a sudden, 20 people come out of nowhere that you don't even know attacking you for it. You told the truth, even, and they attack you for saying the truth. Right? I, I could go on. I could go on to line and say tom tomorrow that I think it's terrible that we give the we make Black History Month February. That's what they would hear. Why do I think it's terrible that we make Black History Month February? Because it's the shortest stinking month of the year. Why ML King's birthday is in January? Why don't we give him a long month? Right? Because wouldn't that be better to celebrate a long month than a short little month? And then we got Juneteenth, right? Oh yeah, Juneteenth, our new holiday. But what do we celebrate instead of Juneteenth, the end of slavery? You know what we celebrate in June, right? Now that I'm not getting in trouble for, because it's just the truth. Mm. You know, I don't have to say it. Everybody knows what we celebrate in June. Instead of celebrating something great, the end of slavery. By the way, you know why we don't need... We don't need to pay everybody whose family was slaves? Abraham Lincoln is inscribed on his memorial. Is that for the sin of slavery, and I'm paraphrasing, it was paid in full by the whip and the sword. What did he mean by that? The sin was we were whipping men and women to make them slaves, but it was a sword that set them free in all that blood that was spilled during the Civil War to free the slaves. It was paid in full. Isn't that interesting? And he actually started out, and I don't remember the Bible verse, but he started out with a Bible verse to prove what he was going to say. It was paid for. But it was generations of slavery. And you know the sad thing? Is slavery is alive even still today. And we have in our very nation people who are enslaved. And the same sad thing is children and women who are enslaved in our country and they won't do anything to stop it. And I will not get into the way the children are being enslaved. If you want to know about that, ask me afterwards or Google it. A whole movie was made about it just recently. But who should you turn 
two for your deliverance. Oh, now we're getting into some good stuff. See, how do we get rid of our stinking thinking, our, our rotten thinking? First, we need to have the Lord's help to deliver us. And by the way, the Bible keeps telling us so many different ways how he makes us overcomers in the book of Revelation. So he wants us to be delivered. Who should you turn to? For I know that through your prayers and the help of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, this will turn out for my deliverance. As it is my eager expectation and hope that I will not be ashamed, but that with full courage, now as always, Christ will be honored in my body, whether by life or death. He says, I'm getting delivered either by life, being set free, or by death, where I'm set free. So, what do we see here? Here's what we need for our deliverance. Prayers of the saints. That means each other. We need to be praying for each other. Instead of carrying that load, you share it with each other and we pray for you. I don't know what it is. I've been depre awful depressed lately. I need prayer. Yes! And then we get Jeremy to start reading the Psalms to you. Well, if you ever want to get rid of your depression, read the Psalms out loud. King David suffered from depression at times. Because, you know, he was being hunted down. He had to live in caves for a while. King David, yeah. The man after God's own heart. And so he started writing Psalms. He started writing these wonderful songs. And he started telling them and sharing them. And all of a sudden, by getting into those Psalms, being built up by the Holy Spirit, all of a sudden, depression gone. What else? Oh, help from the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Boy, we, we don't turn to the Holy Spirit enough. We run to the doctor first before we run to God. Run to God. He's the one who made you. He knows how you're put together. He knows of your need, but he wants you to come and tell him, and he wants you to shed those tears with him. By the way, it doesn't matter you're shedding tears with him. You know why? He loves you so much, he collects every one of your tears. It says so in the Old Testament. He collects them in bottles and he stores them up in heaven. All your tears. Did you ever think about that? He stores your tears. Also, for those who are losing your hair, don't worry about it. Your hair is still there. It just happens to be in snuff boxes in heaven. Yeah, he collects all your hair that fall off your head, and he, that's how much he loves you. Can you imagine? Oh, you parents, oh, you think it's so great. Oh, my little child, he made me this picture. I'm going to put it in a memory box. You do it. God, your heavenly Father does it too. But he, what he, he loves you so much, he collects your tears. Oh, they're crying. Come here, let me collect your tears. Let me make it all better. Come on, let me laugh my arms around you. Go to God first. There's nothing wrong going to see the doctor. Nothing wrong with that. But go to God first, not the doctor first. Go to God first, and then the doctor can actually help God with what you have. Hello? But if you go to the doctor first, oh my word, so many times they just go, they only have 20 minutes to see you anyway. They just shove you out the door. See, that's, that's what the Affordable Care Act has done. They're only allowed 20 minutes to talk to you and then shove you out the door. So then you have to come back again. And did you see the price it says? I, I, I don't know. Have you ever looked at your insurance bill? 
I don't care if the government's paying your insurance or you're paying for your insurance, but have you ever looked at your insurance bill? I'm telling you, if you are getting that wonderful Minnesota health care, check your bill to see that they're not overbilling. Because most people don't. Most people don't. Why? Because, you know, it's coming from someplace. It's not free. It's not free. Somebody is paying it for you. Right? So if you're on Blue Plus, wonderful program, Blue Plus it is, just check your bill over. Make sure that they actually are charging you for the services they gave you. Don't let them get away with stuff. Okay? If it was the Lord, I would have answered it. This is not the royal telephone. We don't have the music for the royal telephone. I always start singing it. Line is never busy. <laughs> anyway. What else? Oh, yes. The other thing that we need is to keep our eyes upon Jesus and the cross. Keep him ever, keep the cross before you and the world behind you, and you will have your deliverance. Keep your eyes upon Jesus and the cross because it was a finished work. Jesus said, It is finished. That thing you're going through right now that's causing the depression or the anxiety, he carried it on the cross. He felt your anxiety and your depression that you're going through while he was on the cross because he carried it for you. Because when you came and knelt at the cross and got saved, he had carried it. That's why it was so easy for him to forgive you. That's why it was so easy to accept you as his child. It was so easy to make you a Christian into that child of God that he was calling you to be. Then, as like Paul, we need to have eager expectation and hope. Come on. Uh, Jeremy doesn't like the place he's been working at, so he's looking for a new job. He didn't like the place where he was working at. It, wasn't, it was a place to go to make money, but it, it did nothing for him. Right? So now he's looking for a new job. And he says, I'm believing it's going to be a blessing because God's going to put me in the right place now. See, before, I just need work. Now, God's going to put me in the right place. Isn't that cool? Isn't that cool? I'm looking for a blessing. I'm looking for the right place. So that was a blessing. God can do that, you know. We should take courage that Christ will always be honored in our body, in our life, no matter what, if we put him first. Come on. Come on. We put him first, he will always be honored in our body, meaning in our life, and others will see it, reflect it, and it makes it so much easier to talk to people about Jesus. I got a friend here on the first row. He's working on five of his buddies. Seven now? Six. Six of his buddies now. Working on them by faith. Having high expectations. 
and hope that they're going to come to know Jesus. By the way, that's how you deal with your kids. Do you know that? You want to take the stress out of your life with disciplining your kids? You have high expectations and low tolerances. That's how you deal with it. And you won't be all stressed out. You have low tolerance for their misbehavior, but high expectations for their life. And all of a sudden, why do you have high expectations for their life? Because then it's on them to behave, not on you to make them behave. Mm. It can also work with wives. <laughs> but you better not. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> all right, you don't understand. This was an inside the church joke. You don't understand out there in Facebook and YouTube land. I'm not being chauvinistic. That was an inside-the-church joke that would have probably been just good in our small group, but I couldn't resist, okay? We need to desire the will of God in our lives and for our families. Philippians 1, start in verse 21. For me to live as Christ, and to die is gain. If I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me. Yet, which I shall... But listen to this part. Yet, yet, which I shall choose, I cannot tell for me to live as Christ and to, and to die is gain. Mm. I am hard-pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. But to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. Wow, what a statement. For me to live as Christ and to die as gain. Are we there yet as the body of Christ? Are we there yet that we can make this bold statement with Paul for me to live as Christ and to die is gain. Paul was hard-pressed in what he should desire. Come on. If, you, if you're really reading this, he's hard-pressed. He doesn't know which one to choose. To die and be with Jesus or to continue on and live as for Christ. One benefits me, and the other one benefits the church. One benefits me completely, and the other one benefits you. Because I can still write. I can still come out and preach to you. I can encourage you with the Word of God and, and, the, and the message of the cross of Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I can encourage you to let the Holy Spirit rule and reign over your life. While we are breathing, while we are not yet taking a dirt nap, while we are alive, our lives should produce fruitful labor. That should be our focus. Oh, it's nice to have our hobbies. 
a dot here and a dot there and a dot over here and a dot over here. Oops, now I need another color. A dot here and a dot there and a dot over here. Oops, I need another color. A dot here and a dot. Oh, look at the pretty picture I made. <laughs> hey, believe it or not, people are doing that on their phone. It's a lot cheaper on their phone than buying the plane supplies and all the stuff. But uh, did you know if you had a smartphone, you could just do that on your phone all day? The one thing you love doing is your hobby. A dot here and a dot there. And by the time I'm done with all my dots, I have a pretty picture. But if, it's not getting, if we're not living for Christ while we're doing our dots, what good is it doing us? Come on. There's nothing wrong with doing our dots. But if we're not talking to anybody about Jesus, what good is it if it's distracting us from doing what God would have us to do and being focused on telling people about Jesus? What good is it? I have a friend in church. She's looking for something to do now. <laughs> She's got a lot of time on her hands now. And she says, I need something to do. I don't like being bored. <laughs> I'm not just going to sit around drinking coffee and, uh, you know, uh, being the queen of the manor. I want to do something. Because that'll get awful bo boring. And there's so much of gun smoke you can watch on TV. <laughs> well, the last time I checked, that's all that's on TV during the day. <laughs> you know? <sighs> <sighs> That, that would get awful boring. Grandma liked it, but I, that would get boring after a while. Our focus needs to be, what can we do for Jesus? How can we live for Christ? Because that's where the gain is going to come from. Am I getting through? How does that help me with my rotten thinking, Pastor? I'll tell you how it makes you how it works for your rotten thinking. If you're focused on doing God's work and fulfilling God's will, you won't have time for your rotten thinking. I don't know what new job is going to open up for Jeremy. But I'm praying that wherever it is. Whatever the job is, he'll have opportunity to be encouraging the people he works with, not just with his, his dreams and aspirations. They're fun to listen to. But he can tell them about his Jesus. You don't have to be perfect to tell people about Jesus. Do you know that? Uh, by the way, when we tell people about Jesus and we're not perfect, uh, we'll let them know Jesus loves imperfect people. Come on. Yes, we're supposed to be sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. Saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. But nowhere does it say we're perfect yet. We haven't arrived. He's not done with us yet. He's still working on me to be everything I ought to be. Right? Just because he made the sun and the moon and all the planets and everything on earth in six days, he's taken more time with you yeah. to turn you into who you're supposed to be. 
I used to have that on my wall in my office. God's not finished with me. <laughs> Our worship team back then used to come in and start singing when they would see that. That was a popular song not many years ago. Now nobody sings it anymore. By the way, I can't remember all the words to it. I bet some of you can. Convinced of this. Philippians 1, 25-26 says, Convinced of this. Hmm. I know that I will remain and continue with you all. <laughs> Did you hear that? I know, I'm convinced of this, Paul says. I know that I will remain and continue with you all. All right. He went through all his stuff thinking about, is it better to die? Is it better to stay? If I die, I'll be with Christ. But, but to me, I'm going to live for Christ as long as I'm breathing. And he says, I'm convinced of this. I know that I'll remain and continue with you all. For your progress and joy in the faith. Hello? See, we won't have rotten thinking if we are trying to, if we are focusing on the progress of our brothers and sisters in Christ. Their joy in, in, in their faith. My word. My word. I got somebody in church that sometimes gets really down. I'm not mentioning names, Hal. So he's trying to get me to tell. No, he's not. No, he's not. But they get down. You know what I'm always trying to do? Lift them up. I might say something silly. Get, them to, get the person to laugh. Why? Because it's the joy. And that person is not that down person. Hello? That's not the person that I know. I know the person that's underneath all that junk. Who's actually a happy person. A joyful person. A silly person. Fun to have around person. Oh, it could be you have. I just don't. You know, see, that's why I'm not saying, because this actually applies to more than one person, but I'm thinking just one person now. Why? Because that's where our focus should be, is on each other. And building each other up in Jesus. And then we won't have that stinking, rotten thinking in our head. And then we'll be able to focus on the people outside the church, outside of our group, those who need Jesus. We need to change our outlook, and it will change our perception. I am sick and tired of people driving drunk. I am sick and tired of people overdosing on fentanyl. I am sick and tired of people committing suicide. Where is the church to reach them before they get behind the wheel, before they take the drug, before they end their life? Where are we to reach out to them and say, it's all right, Jesus can set you free. He died for you. So we would change our outlook, change our stifle our rotten thinking and start focusing on what God would have. 
Because if we stifle it, <laughs> I just had a thought, I have to go there. Remember Archie Bunker? What was he always telling Edith? Stifle it, Edith! She'd get all upset with him, right? Rightly so. And all of a sudden, when it was time to be done with it, it was, stifle it, Edith! You know what? We need to start telling ourselves that. Stifle it! Get our focus on where God would have it be. Our progress should be in joy and in faith. Come on. We should glory in Christ Jesus. And our lives should bring glory to His name. My little friend over here, she, uh, she's always into little ironies. Sometimes she's Captain Obvious. But it, I get a kick out of her because she gets so happy about the littlest things has nothing to do, it's so obvious. Why are you telling me something I already know about myself? No, it's because she notices. And it's quite charming sometimes. <laughs> right? She gets so excited about things. You know what? That's how we should be about Jesus. She will tell you things about yourself that you already know. Yeah, yeah I knew that because I, it's me. You're talking about, yeah, I know that, but why aren't we talking about Jesus that way? The irony is, he's more fun to talk about. Oh, the devil comes along and tells me, no, tell the devil, stifle it, devil! We should glory in Christ Jesus. We need to keep our eyes upon Christ Jesus and his finished work on the cross. Amen? Oh, my friends, come on. As we go through this series, you're going to find so many different ways that Paul's encouraging us that will help us get over what's going on between our ears. Aren't you glad the Lord had him write this book? I needed it. I know you need it. And the Holy Spirit's been wanting me to preach it for a long time. Let us focus on joy and faith. Let us allow His grace to do its work in our lives. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we thank You and praise You for this message today. Lord, set us free from our rotten thinking. Set us free today from our depression. Set us free from our anxiety. Set us free from ridiculous thoughts. Help us let them go, Lord, and give them to you, Lord Jesus. And Lord Jesus, help us to focus on what you would have us to focus on. In Jesus' precious name, amen. I'm going to let you folks go. New Life is located at 1021 South Center Street. We would love to have you join us next Sunday. 9 o'clock for Sunday school, 10 o'clock for church. And by the way, you're going to want to come out Wednesday night. Lance Wall now will be preaching one last time um, on our Wednesday night. 
this Wednesday, 6 o'clock. You're going to want to come out for that. More than that, you want to come out and sing with us and pray with us. We have a great time in prayer. So, I will see you all next time. Now, I said we were going to have altar calls.